is the Hopebound Podcast, and I'm your host, Danielle. But this podcast isn't about me, it's about you. Merry Christmas. I hope you are having a great holiday. I hope that you're spending time with family and friends. And if you're not, I hope that you have found something that you can do to enjoy your time and to connect with some other people. And, you know, I I really want to encourage you to take the opportunity because Christmas is such a good time to reach out to people, especially people that maybe you haven't talked to a lot recently, and just to reach out and try to connect. Over the years, I've had a lot of people who send me just Merry Christmas, and that's all that they say, and that's fine, and there's a time and a place for that. However, if you're needing an opportunity to connect with people or if you're finding yourself alone or isolating, don't just write Merry Christmas because you're probably just going to get a quick Happy Holidays to you too or Merry Christmas to you too and it's just going to be a quick response. But if you take the time to think about something that you can say to them, think about the last time that you've seen them. Maybe, you know, I haven't seen you in a couple weeks how are you doing? Are you feeling better? You know, what happened with such and such with your kids? How are they doing? Ask a question. And when you end that text message in a question, it's a lot more likely that the person who is reading the message is going to respond. If you connect with them on something that may have happened recently or something you knew was coming up, those are a really good opportunity to bring that in and to ask a question so that they will respond. And so, you know, it's not just about a response, but it's about wanting them to feel like you're thinking of them and not just a quick, oh, everyone's getting this text, but you're actually thinking of them. You want to talk to them. You want a response from them. This is a really good opportunity to make that happen. And being Christmas, you know, sometimes it feels a little bit awkward when you're isolating you know, do they really want to hear from me? Do it, Should I really bother this person? And the answer is yes. Yes, you should. Text them. You're not bothering them. They want to hear from you. Send them a message. Say something a little sweet. Connect with them. Ask them a question. But do it. Reach out. I have had a couple people who have asked me, you know, going into the holidays again, and I know this is a little bit late, seeing as this will be posted on Christmas morning, but as we're getting into the holidays and things start to become overwhelming or things start to just become intense, we had talked before about safety plans and how important it is to know when these situations come up what you're going to do. There's a good chance that if things like this have happened in the past, that they could happen again. And so having that safety plan in place where you know that if these certain things happen, that will create a bad situation, a bad environment. And so I am going to leave. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to call a friend and go have coffee with my friend. I'm going to listen to some music. I'm going to go do a workout in the backyard. You have a plan for how you can get out of the situation, put some space between you and the problem, allow a little time so that it can dissipate. Hopefully the situation will resolve itself or, you know, the the tensions can be reduced a bit. 
before you come back into the situation. And I also want to point out that the holidays are a time where there's a lot of substance abuse. And so if you know that you have a tendency to drink too much or you have a tendency to uh, use other substances that you shouldn't be using, it's a really important time to reach out to someone and to have a person that you know when you start to feel that urge and you're getting into a position where you may be tempted to abuse substances, you have someone who you can talk to that can help you work through those emotions, work through the feelings, work through the situation so that you can make different choices. Have another plan. I know that I'm probably going to want to have some substance, you know, whatever it is. And so instead, I am going to call my friend Jane and I am going to grab a bag of gummy worms. You know, have a plan so you know what's going to happen and so that you're able to escape the situation and keep in mind whatever decision you're making today you want to make sure that that decision is something that you're going to feel good about tomorrow and if there are substances involved there's a good chance that tomorrow you will regret that decision so i really want to encourage you if you struggle with substance abuse make sure you have a plan in place Make sure you know who you're going to call so that in the moment when that happens, you can make the choice that you're going to respect yourself for making tomorrow. Make the choice that is going to help you to create a new story, to be the hero of your own life, and not to just fall into old patterns. If you have had a lot of issues with this in the past, making the same decisions, the same you know, walking the same path you've always walked is going to take you down the same road you've always been. If you want things to change, you have to start making different decisions. And so I really want to encourage you to reach out. If you are someone who's going to be struggling with this and you don't have a support person in place and you find yourself struggling and you need to reach out to someone, reach out to me. You can reach out in the Facebook group or you can reach out to me personally. Reach out and say, hey, I'm in a situation. You don't have to explain all the details, only as much as you want. I'm in a situation where I am very tempted right now to turn to substances. And I know that I don't want to do that. I need some help. And then we can work through a plan. We can discuss what you can do instead. We can make a way out. There's always a way out. There's always a way to choose something better. This next week, between Christmas and New Year, there's a little bit of time. There's the potential for more events, more holiday events, parties in between now and then. And of course, for New Year's, for New Year's, there tends to be a lot of alcohol. And so it's going to be another opportunity where you may find yourself in a difficult position or making difficult choices. This next week, you know, kids are out of school. A lot of people have some time off of work. And so you may be finding yourself with family a lot more than you normally are. You may find yourself around people that it's difficult to be around them for long periods of time. 
And so I really want to reiterate the importance of the safety plan. Make sure you have someone to call. Make sure you know what you can do. I have a safety plan, a couple different things that I have made up that I will make sure that they're posted in the Facebook group. One of them is just a safety plan. You know, if this red flag situation occurs, I want to identify some of the feelings, some of the struggles that I may be going through. I want to identify the things that I'm going to be tempted to do. And I want to make a plan for how I can get out. A plan for what I'm going to do to make sure that I am heading in the direction I want to be. I also have one that's for red flags, green flags, uh, yellow flags, I believe. So you can see in moderation, you know, if it's a green flag, it's a good situation. So we don't need to create a safety plan so much for the green flags. We just need to be aware of them and to be trying to put ourselves in green flag situations. Yellow flag, we're going to know that there's a potential that things could go wrong. There's the potential that there could be problems. And it's going to be something where we need to be high alert or we need to be finding a way out. And it's going to be a lot easier to walk away from a yellow flag situation than if we allow it to get all the way to a red flag situation. Those are the ones that are the most serious. We know things are not going to be good here. It's going to be really hard to make a good decision. It's going to be really hard to stay safe. It may be really hard to, you know, avoid substances or to, um, to avoid conflict. And so those red flag situations are ones where we want to make sure we have a solid plan and we know exactly what we're going to do so that we do not fall into that situation, but we're able to get out and stay safe. I also have one for triggers. So some of you may have triggers that you don't necessarily know, you know, what is going to trigger you, but you know that there's a good chance of a trigger. And if you know the triggers, if you know, you know, for me personally, a trigger that I've always had is if I have especially a tall man come up and get too close in my face, it kind of triggers me. And I know that I'm, I'm going to start feeling, um, I'm going to feel small. I'm going to feel like I am powerless. I'm going to just instantly, I'm going to feel like there's the potential for something to go really wrong, intimidated. And if that happens, then I know that I need to personally take a couple steps back. He can't be that close to me. There's no reason he should be all up in my face. And so I'm going to put some distance between me and him. That would be a trigger for me that I know and that I've been able to work with. And because I'm aware that it's a trigger, I'm aware of the feelings, although I had trouble describing it to you just now, but I'm aware of the feelings that I'm going to be going through in that situation. I'm aware of the things that it may cause me to do. It may cause me to try to, you know, to run away or to not handle the situation, to just avoid it entirely. And I know that that's a potential. And so I know that in order for me to handle the situation, what I need to do is I need to take a couple steps back. I need to get myself into a position where I feel like I have more control and I've got the buffer so that I know he's not going to get so close to me try to put something in between us if 
you know, if need be, if he keeps coming closer. But those are things that I'm aware of that trigger. And so I'm able to create a plan so that when it occurs, I know exactly what I'm going to do to correct the situation. Some triggers we don't know. Some of them, they surprise us when they happen. But there are some that we do know. And so if you know that there are certain things that trigger you, Um, Another one for me is having someone just come yelling at me when I don't know why they're yelling at me. Um, That is a really hard one for me. So to use that as another example, if I've got someone yelling at me and that's my trigger, the feelings that I'm going to have are confusion, uncertainty. I'm going to start feeling disrespected and feeling, again, just really small and intimidated. And, you know the habit or the the thing that I may fall into is again shrinking back not standing up for myself just shrinking back and trying to hide or avoid um, or leave the situation and instead I need to be able to tell someone you do not talk to me that way this is not respectful we can have a conversation but you will speak to me respectfully And believe it or not, when you stop someone who's yelling at you and you tell them you will speak to me respectfully, most of the time they do stop themselves and they become more respectful. But if you allow them to just continue yelling, they have no reason to stop and it's probably going to escalate. Now, of course, there are always people who even when you talk to them, it will escalate. And if it becomes something like that where, you know, it's a really bad situation then leaving is the best bet. But you don't leave just to avoid the conflict. You need to be able to stand up and tell someone, this is a boundary I'm putting in place. You will not speak to me this way. You will speak to me respectfully. And we cannot have a conversation unless you're being respectful. Those are things that if you think about it ahead of time and you know that, it's not a bad thing. It's not offensive to tell someone you need to speak to me respectfully. Of course, you need to say it in a respectful way yourself also. But just being prepared and having that ready, having that in place is going to help you to diffuse the situation and it's going to actually reduce the conflict instead of just avoiding it or hoping it would go away. It also is not going to be helpful if you start screaming back at someone. And so, again, you know, maybe if you know that you're likely to start screaming back, then part of your safety plan could be that you're going to take a couple breaths and you're going to say, you know, again, you cannot speak to me this way. We can have a conversation, but we need to be respectful. But you need to make sure when you say it that you're in that calm place also. So maybe you ask, can we have this conversation in two minutes? I need a couple minutes to calm down so that I can be respectful. Just keeping those things in mind If you're aware of it, you're planning for it, then when it happens in the moment, you're more likely to follow through with that safety plan and to make sure that you are handling the situation in the way that you want to be handling it. Once again, Merry Christmas to everyone. I'm so glad to have you here, to have you listening and being part of our community. I hope that you are finding it encouraging If there's something that has stood out and been very helpful, if you would let us know or you can let me know personally or in the group, either one, you can ask questions, you can suggest topics, 
I am all ears. This is all about you and what's helpful in your journey. I am just so thankful that we get to do this together. Thank you so much for being here. Merry Christmas. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us today. Together, we're hope bound. You belong here.